Today we continue walking through the book of Mark and we're going to continue staying focused on this, this, this idea of Jesus being the Lord of the Sabbath and in the Lord Jesus Christ finding true rest. Because here's what Jesus is about to do. Jesus is going to confront the religiosity and the traditions of man in just one short little story that we find here in Mark chapter 3. And this little story that we find here, I, I mean, honestly, we don't hear it preached a lot. We, we don't hear this miracle of Jesus even mentioned a lot. When we talk about the miracles of Jesus, you know, we talk about him casting out the demons and we talk about him walking on the water and calming the raging storms. And we talk about him making the lame to leap and open the ears of the, the deaf and the eyes of the blind. But this is one of those one of those miracles of Jesus that we don't hear about a lot. And, and we remember the end of the book of John. At the end of the book of John, John would write and say, you know, if all the things that Jesus did were written down, not all the books and all the libraries of the world could contain it all. So there's a lot of things that Jesus did that we have no record of. But what we need to know in order for us to be saved is placed in this word. And so it's important for us to see stories even like this, even though we don't hear them mentioned a lot. So this is a really interesting story. It comes on the heels of Jesus' uh, disciples plucking the heads of grain off uh, of, of, in a grain field on a Sabbath day. And Jesus has said those words, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Jesus saying, true rest is found in me. And then the Bible says, now, chapter 3, verse 1, now, he entered the synagogue again. So Jesus makes his way into a synagogue. This was the custom of Jesus. He makes his way into a synagogue, and a man was there who had a paralyzed hand. So here's a man. His hand is crippled, paralyzed. Now, uh, I, I, I've uh, been around a lot of folks in my life that have uh, really severe arthritis in their hand, and their hands are crumpled and, and crinkled and, and they and they can't bend them or, or move them. I think about my great-grandfather when I read this story. My great-grandfather McDowell um, in the 1970s had a severe stroke that left his hand completely paralyzed. The rest of his life, he lived with his fist balled up like this where he could not move his hand. He could never open it again. So here's a man, for whatever reason, his hand, just his hand, has been paralyzed. Now this could be extremely troublesome. Consider the man was maybe a fisherman. Maybe he was a farmer. Uh, we don't know, but whatever it is, this is a, de a debilitating condition. He cannot open his hand. And the Bible says, verse number two, in order to accuse him, they were watching him closely to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath. So, so you see here, Jesus is in the synagogue. They notice the man who has the paralyzed hand in the midst. And they know there's a good chance that Jesus may actually heal this man if prompted to do so. 
And so the Bible says that the Pharisees, the religious elite, they're, they're, they're almost, in essence, setting a trap here. They're, they're hoping, hoping that Jesus will try to do something, will, will seek to heal this man so they can accuse him of what? Doing work on the Sabbath. Consider, friends, that they had gotten so wrapped up in their traditions, their oral laws, and these things that they considered the healing of a man, which is a good, merciful, compassionate thing. They considered even the healing of a man to be work. And so the Bible says they're seeking a reason to accuse Jesus. And the Bible says, verse 3, Jesus told the man with the paralyzed hand, stand before us. And he said to, to them, he says to the Pharisees, so he has this man as almost an object lesson standing before him. And Jesus says, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do what is good or to do what is evil? To save a life or to kill? So, so is, it, is it lawful to do what's good? Is it lawful to do what's evil? So, so what do you consider good here? Do you, do you consider it good that I keep the Sabbath and evil that I would heal this man? Or is it good that I heal this man and yet by your standards break the Sabbath, which is good because Jesus is kind of pitting uh, this, 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 this contrast in their heart because, you know, if this is on Monday, all of them would say it's a good thing to heal that man. And so, so even now, Jesus knows their heart, and he, he knows that all of them would say it's good and not evil to heal the man, but yet because it's a certain day of the week, you're going to call it evil? That, that doesn't make sense. Jesus says to save a life or to kill. Well, all of them are law-abiding Pharisees and religious, and so they know it's not good to kill. They would always aim to save a life. Well, Jesus is saying, once again, you know, uh, guys, look at this thing. I'm trying to help this man, and you're concerned that the time clock and the calendar says it's Saturday, it's the Sabbath. What's, the, what's better? What's good here? What's evil here? Jesus is asking them, and it says they were silent. They have nothing to say in response. That lets you know of, of what's really going on down deep in their heart, friend. I, I will tell you that in this in this situation, there may have been some that wanted to speak up and say, well, you know, maybe it's not all that bad if he does this, but because they feared others, or maybe there were some that were just indignant and they didn't, they didn't want to say anything because they thought that maybe the others uh, thought it would have been a good thing. And so there was silence in the room. And the Bible says, Jesus, after looking around at them with anger and sorrow at the hardness of their hearts, so Jesus looks around them and the Bible says he grows angry. This is a righteous indignation. This is not a sinful anger. This is coming from the heart of God. The heart of the Son of Man, Son of Man is in righteous anger and sorrow, grief that Jesus, he, it, 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 over the hardness of their heart, that they can't see that it's better to be merciful than, than, than to follow this burdensome command of, of not healing a man on the Sabbath. Jesus sees the hardness of their heart, and he's angered and he's in sorrow, and he says to the man, stretch out your hand. So Jesus, in this moment, he says, guys, you missed it. You missed it. You're missing it. See what's in front of you. Understand the heart of God. Understand the heart of of the law, understand the heart 
of the word. Understand the heart of the mission of the Messiah to come and to seek and to save that which was lost. Stretch out your hand. And the Bible says that immediately the man's hand was restored. So he begins to flex it. And everybody, I'm sure, is in awe and astonishment at what Jesus has done except for the Pharisees. The Bible says they immediately went out and they started plotting with the Herodians, those who had sworn allegiance to King Herod. They start plotting with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. Consider that, friends. What sets them over the edge and puts it in their heart that they might destroy Jesus? The fact that he healed a man with a paralyzed hand on a Sabbath day. Isn't that wild? Isn't that crazy? May, may, may we never get so consumed in religion, in tradition, that we forget mercy, compassion, and love. That's the heart of Jesus. That's the heart of God. He desires mercy and not sacrifice. May God bless you. Have a good afternoon. And I will join you tomorrow on New Horizons.